Hi everyone, you're listening to Scaling DevTools, the show that investigates how DevTools go from zero to one. I'm joined today by Thomas and Julius from Storyblock, which is actually a first for us having two guests on the podcast. Thomas and Julius, could you tell us a little bit about Storyblock and about what you do at Storyblock? Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for inviting us today, actually here in person in London. My name is Thomas, and as VP of Marketing, I got the chance to lead an amazing team of 30-plus team members who do marketing at Storyblock. And I guess we'll have a deep dive around what that exactly means. And as, as a B2B software service marketer, I've been in the space since 2014, worked for small startups, scale-ups, and large enterprises. And actually, before joining Storyblock, I've been a freelancer working with different software service, service businesses of all sizes here in Europe. Storyblock is a headless CMS, a headless CMS that powers more than 140,000 projects in more than 130 countries. And yeah, we're absolutely proud about our growth and still feel that this is just the beginning. I'm Julius. I work as an analyst relations manager uh, at Storyblock, a niche of, of public relations work where what you really focus on at the end of the day is is making the most out of the relationships that you have with different analyst firms like Forrester or like Gartner. It's a very interesting role because I really get to speak to a whole variety of analysts about topics that I never thought I would get to talk about with them. Try and use the insights that they gather out of talking to some of our clients and also some of our competitors to help people like Thomas, but also the other executives in our business and colleagues on my level, uh, on, on our level, to, to make better decisions and strategic decisions in their daily work. Amazing. That is really, really interesting. And I think we're quite lucky to have an analyst relations manager on the <laughs> Thank podcast you. because uh, that's a really exciting area. Yeah. Yeah. The first time that I spoke to Thomas about Storyblock, I was amazed at how fast you've grown from something like 30 or 20 employees when you joined to yeah. now like 200 plus yeah. Could you talk a little bit about how you've grown so fast? Yeah, I think there are some pillars coming through that growth. But when I joined in mid-2020, we were about 20 people on the whole company. And I mean, it's crazy for me to see how today, at this point, the marketing team is larger with like 30 team members compared to the whole company when I joined. And as you said, we've, we've grown to about 200. I think we're now 220 people actually on, on the whole company. So I think there are a couple of things to maybe unlock or, or share in regards to our growth journey. Because at the end of the day, Storyblock itself started in 2017. Um, it was actually founded by two co-founders, Dominic and Alex. And both of them, while both of them are originally from Austria, since day one, they started to work fully remotely together because Alex moved with his family to Brazil. So since 2017, Dominic and Alex had to work remotely together, fully distributed across Europe and Brazil. When it comes to our growth, one of the main things is we are fully, we are still to date fully remote. We have zero offices. We have, I think now people in more than 40 nationalities. And I think the reason I always compare it with other Austrian companies, right? I'm based in Austria near Vienna. And I think it wouldn't be possible to grow at such a speed um, when you bound yourself to one specific location or maybe multiple locations. So I think for us, the foundation really lies in the people, right? And that we're able to hire great people no matter where they, where they live and where they, where they really want to work from. So I think that's really the, the foundation of it. And 
Dominic, our founder, always tells the story that it's such a kind of such a weird thought process when you think about it, when you think that you as a business only are able to hire people within a certain radar, mild radar or radar of your bubble, right? So I think that remote mindset really is something we, we have since day one. But the second factor, our product, right? We wouldn't be able to grow so quickly if we wouldn't have a good product. Storyblock is a headless content management system. And if you look at that market and industry, the market in itself is growing, especially in the last few years, um, basically since 2015, when we've seen an explosion of many different channels, different frontends being built by different businesses, not just thinking about web, mobile, but also AR, VR experiences, voice um, experiences. So with those explosions of front-end channels, one of the first questions that many businesses have, and I also had as a marketer myself in many different cases was, where do we actually host our content, right? Where do we manage a content for a VR experience? Where do we manage content for an Alexa skill? How, how do we make that accessible for all the different team members? So with that explosion of the front-end channels and the, the industry trend around headless CMS. Storyblock has really evolved as this next generation headless content management system that gives both the developers as well as the, the marketers and content teams, at the end of the day, the experience they want to have or they need in order to build those front-end experiences, those content experiences, as we call them. We do that through different business motions. Storyblock itself is a, is a self-service product. So anyone, any developer can go to our website and use the product for free. We provide a lifetime free version for single developers and single users. And that is really the foundation of our, of our business model because we believe that developers want to build great, cool stuff, right? They want to test new channels and so on and so forth. So we, we always want and will have a free version available for them. And through that motion until 2020, we were able to grow like as a two-man team, Dominic and Alex, to I think more than 20,000, 25,000 users globally. And that really laid the foundation for myself coming into the inbound marketing side of things, but also for our sales team coming together and for our partner team coming together. But up until 2020, it was basically the two of them scaling this product in a self-service motion to those mentioned numbers. and. For me, that's still impressive and I haven't seen that journey before. And that, that was one of the, the main drivers why I was really hyped in joining Storyblock and still hyped today. But since 2020, we also built the enterprise sales side of things. So we do have a inbound sales team, but also an outbound sales team. At the end of the day, selling Storyblock globally to, to mid-sized and mid-market and enterprise businesses from e-commerce, finance, fintech, um, or tech in, in more, more general. Um, so that that motion really allowed us to to grow to in accelerate that growth, right? We would see organic growth on the self-service side and through the sales motion, we were able to utilize and grow even faster there because that motion also led to certain enterprise-only features. Like enterprises, obviously, at the end of the day, care about different features than right, or developers who are just building side projects with Storyblock. So with that focus, with that shift in focus, we were really able to accelerate that growth. And the third motion to mention is our partner motion, because at the end of the day, a lot of brands, a lot of businesses turn to agencies when it comes to the implementation of, for example, in the simplest format, a new website, right? I've worked both on the agency side as well as on the brand side, and most often you don't have the in-house resources 
You don't have the in-house designers, developers, marketers who can who who can pull off a relaunch project or a new a new website, for example. So you would go to an agency, right, for for help. Storyblock was really able to grow to, I think right now, 1,300 agencies, and we do have about 100 plus certified agency partners. What does it mean? It means that those agencies have full technical knowledge around the implementation of Storyblock as a content management system and are truly able to pull off not only quicker um, results, quicker returns for, for those clients, but are also able to, to utilize our technology in new ways that we haven't even imag imagined being possible. Thinking about like a lot of add-ons, integrations towards Storyblock, because at the end of the day, yes, we are a CMS and you can say, well, that's quite a boring industry or niche. But at the end of the day, we see so many cool use cases evolving that are built on top of Storyblock and our agency partners are a really, a really true partner who, who showcase that daily on what they built with Storyblock and on top of Storyblock. And it sounds like the kind of the fact that you had such a strong product market fit at the beginning kind of feeds yeah. in the whole journey. And then like you mentioned previously, you had like 0% churn in your yeah. enterprise clients. Yeah. And uh, we still have. You still do. Yeah. I was a bit scared to uh, even <laughs> yeah. mention that in case. <laughs> That's, uh, no, we're, we're super proud about that. I've worked in previous SaaS businesses and I think that the product market fit, as you say, is, is really unique and really allows us to, to basically grow faster because at the end of the day, everything we do is from a marketing and sales side is, is, is investing into the future because we believe that that the way we as marketing teams, the way we as general businesses run CMSs might be out to date. If you think about the traditional content management systems that we all know and we all have in our mind, they were built at a time where we would use a web desktop browser, right? Where we would sit in front of a computer, building websites, building web experiences. But those systems were never built for what I would say the 21st century where we have that explosion of front-end channels and therefore we, we do believe we have a bright future, but yeah, let's see. I think one thing I'd add as well to that is our solution focuses so much on on breaking down silos ultimately between developers and between marketers. I think that's core to where we really differentiate from people and I've worked together with many businesses in the past. I've rarely seen a business own that internally as much as well, where as marketers, we're constantly speaking with developers about how does everything resonate with you first and foremost before we go to the market and then market it to developers and that sort of stuff. There's very few yeah. silos within our business. We're constantly chatting with partner people. In fact, we have a, a person who's working within the marketing team, but is directly responsible for partners and sits kind of between both channels. and. Those sorts of things I find so rare and I think it's something where we, we saw an issue within the market but we then also didn't we also then adopted you know that solution not just from a product point of view but also from a company culture point of view. And I think that's something that really attracted me to work at Storyblock as well and something I still see succeeding today. What advice would you have to other startups where they're kind of 
they've got more than one stakeholder that they want to yeah. appeal. And one of them is developers. It's such a great topic and also discussion that we also have internally regularly because uh, as you just mentioned, we're not only doing marketing to the developer audience or to the marketers, right? At the end of the day, we market to both groups. And in the past, funnily enough, I always thought, well, it must be a really a big pain point to have so many different personas involved in the decision-making process. But the interesting thing with Storyblock is at the end of the day, it comes back to our promise that we want to deliver the best products, the best features, the best capabilities for both the developers as well as the content teams, the marketing teams. When we try to to position Storyblock to, to the developers and also help them convince other stakeholders, it comes down to, to the simplest form of what's the value of the product for the developers. And yes, that is a headless API-first architecture, but also what's the benefit for the marketers. The benefit for the marketer is the marketer can work independently from development teams being in full control of the content. A lot of businesses, we would find a situation where marketers would end up filing Jira tickets for developers for simplest content changes, right? So when you put that question out, how do we make that bridge between those personas? At the end of the day, we don't see it as a bridge because at the end of the day, it comes down to allowing both personas to do a great job by giving them the tool they need, but then also making sure that everything stays in one one system, in one central content hub. In a simple way, we convinced or we helped we helped developers by by showing them the benefits their marketers will have. And most often developers will be like, wow, that's really great because now my marketing team can publish content themselves and they don't need to keep me busy with content changes so I can focus on creating new features, creating innovative, cool stuff. And that is what developers want, but also that's what the marketer wants, right? At the end of the day, it, it comes down to, to those simple things that we need to serve. We want to serve both groups because at the end of the day, we believe giving the marketers the tools and the developers the tools will allow both groups to work more efficiently together and therefore have a better front-end experience for their customers, for their users, be it on a mobile phone or on a, on a desktop web browser. In simple terms, it's not asking people to do something that they're not good at. That's really it. Like we're enabling both sides. You're not asking a developer to suddenly be good at marketing and vice versa. You're telling both groups, focus on what you're good at and we'll provide what's in between. And we give you the tool to collaborate. Like we recently introduced a new version of our CMS where we really focused on that collaboration aspect. Think about Google Docs, think about Figma and how those systems brought real-time but also asynchronous collaboration into the design world or into the content world. If you think about that, that is basically what we do on the CMS part where we believe that Collaboration has to sit there natively because you want to see actually the, the content outcome and how it will look like for your customers. But that is also the place where the content creators create the content, manage the content. But also that is where you can ask your developers for feedback, where you can ask developers to add new components that you need for, for example, your new marketing landing page. So we really believe that it comes down to that central content hub at the end of the day where teams can collaborate and one last statistic, we, we've done um, a recent um, report around the state of content management and surveyed businesses in the US and in Europe on how many teams are involved in content um, management, how many people create content, publish content, how many people are 
how many teams are involved in that. And I think on average, we saw that six to seven teams are usually involved in, in businesses when it comes to content management. Yes, we simplify between developers and marketers, but at the end of the day, it's much more. It's um, HR teams publishing job descriptions on, on websites. It's sales teams being involved with sales collaterals and so on and so forth. So it's it's a whole range of teams really being involved and therefore we believe it's it's about empowering all of those groups so they actually get a system they, they like to use. It seems like collaboration is a big theme here. So Absolutely. the next question is how do you collaborate with your partners as well? <clears throat> oh yeah, that's that's a great question and we like as mentioned before, the, the partner team also is, is a rather new team um, which came together in like 2020, 2021. And it, at the end of the day, we, we see partner collaboration around three different aspects. And that is everything starts with enablement, right? We, we want our partners to be enabled to, to create those projects for their brands and clients, right? And that means technical trainings, that means uh, technical collaboration and support. Um, we do have a quite a comprehensive documentation, SDKs, tutorials, and so on to, to support also the developers within those agencies. Um, that That's really the foundation because at the end of the day, yes, you can provide in your partner program, you can give them some nice perks and benefits, but at the end of the day, it again comes down to what's the true product value for an agency, right? And our, our value, the value we provide for agencies is by giving them a technology that allows them to implement projects faster, um, more cost effective, and that is the true business ROI, right? That is why agencies team up with, uh, with us. Yes, they also get a revenue share, they get some nice co-marketing exposure and so on, and we, we want to support them to grow like and help them grow um, if that is their goal. And we also want them to, to find the right clients for their industry, be it e-commerce or whatever the, the industry focus of, of your agency really is. But everything goes back to what is the core product value. And as said, that is mostly around the implementation efficiency. And um, that obviously gives the main perk and benefit of teaming up with us. What do we do there? We have a growing partner team as well. Um, the partner team is spread around partner enablement. We do have a learning management system. Think about it like a partner portal where you can go, where you can find resources, you can find tutorials, documentation and so on that enable you both on the developer side, but also on the content editor side. So I would argue we, we provide agencies with a lot of resources that again, help them serve their clients, right? And help them onboard their clients for, for example, for that new CMS. So that is like the one aspect, partner enablement. The other aspect is partner success. We do have a partner success team that teams up with um, the different agencies in the different regions globally to, to support them with their key priorities. And if the key priority is around getting that new big client, we help you get that new client. Be it again through through the material we provide, through the the enable technical sessions we might do for you, and so on. Um, so the partner success is really where 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 the where one big aspect of the partner team sits. And um, the third focus point for the partner team is really around partner growth. Yes, we want to grow also our partner network globally, but we also want to support you grow as an agency, be it in in terms of people or yeah other business metrics that you might have. So that is the current structure of the partner team. 
But at the end of the day, Storyblock comes also from an agency background. Both of our founders, Dominic and Alex, um, used to work for an agency where they would implement big e-commerce B2C projects. And that is why I would argue a lot of features within our CMS are really also built for those agencies and help them, again, be more productive, effective. There's also such a thought process into co-marketing and how we can help each other really grow together. We started a partner yeah. fund at some point where businesses were able to get access to some of the fund in order to to market Storyblock and how they've implemented it at certain times. And some of the things we got to see what people did, you know, when they submitted those were just incredible. Some of the implementations and ideas that people have for how it could be implemented and how they could market Storyblock together with themselves. And, and I think that was also really something... Yeah. collaborative again <laughs> we we launched our partner marketing fund of 1.5 million four months ago or so which basically means that every certified agency every certified agency partner of ours can get like by default 5,000 euro or usd per year for co-marketing activities that could mean you want to sponsor a local meetup you want to go at a certain industry event we provide you with that 5k to port you and it's no question to ask you can get that and you do something cool and fun with that and we'll see where it takes us we also run like fun competitions around that where we double the amount to 10k that is recently we've, we've completed such a competition and it's for us, it's also, to be honest, a, a real source of inspiration because yeah. there are so many ideas coming from those agencies all the way from Australia to the US to Europe. And yeah, it's just very cool to see what, what those agencies make out of that. Maybe the last part in regards to partner to our partner program to mention is technology partners. We do have a tech ecosystem now of plenty different technology partners of ours because at the end of the day, content management, a CMS is one part to it. But if you're an e-commerce business, you're also thinking about what's the e-commerce system, right? You're using be Shopify, big commerce, commerce tools, etc. If you think about going going international, you think you start to think about in translation management systems and how that works together with your content hub. If you think about personalization and how to per personalize experiences depending on the channel, you might need a personalization engine and so on and so forth. So we are aware that at the end of the day, yes, we see ourselves as the central content hub, but there's so much more that you can connect to Storyblock, through Storyblock and Therefore, we've created these this ecosystem, tech ecosystem, which we also uh, like recently relaunched to provide again both agencies as, as well as our customers the integrations, the apps, and the tools they need to to be more efficient. Because if you're like an e-commerce business, for example, you you would like to you most likely would like to connect your CRM, your e-commerce system, as well as your content hub, because that's the only way when you're able to truly personalize content experiences or in a simple way, only if you feed the CRM data into the, the CMS, you're able to, to define which content should be seen by whom in your CRM system, for example. And through those integrations, we are basically making this possible. I think that boils down to the whole idea of being a headless business at the end of the day as well. You have to make it easier for certain technologies to integrate with each other at, at the end of the day you're gonna you you want to be as flexible as can be yeah. as a headless business because that lies at the very core of your solution and i think that was something that we identified as well 
where we said we need to work together. We, we have a real opportunity here to enable businesses to compose what is a technology stack that they can use for their digital experiences. We want to make that easier for businesses. And in, in doing that, in a genuine attempt, collaborate with a lot of different technology partners in order to, to enable businesses to do that and to have really what everyone can consider their best of brief breed tech stack for that for their own business to never dictate that with so for someone else what sort of technologies they should be using i think that would go against what we consider to be our values as a headless as a headless business one final question i think for today is as you're attending the forester conference this week in london Obviously, we've got Julius here, who is a specialist. I just wonder, for like really kind of early stage startups mm. in the dev tool space, like what opportunities do you see out there in kind of working with these analyst companies? That's a great question. I think in general, analyst firms can, can really help businesses in f the first place to avoid mistakes. I think there's so many learnings that we have in that are difficult to come by. I mean, there's so many different sources of information about how to best grow your business that sometimes it's really difficult to know where to start when you're looking for that information. And I think working together with analyst firms can really help sometimes speak to someone who's got both the ear of the clients so that really have an understanding of, of how our technology is being implemented, how our businesses seeing the market where does you know where is their education left to be done we see that a lot there's a lot of areas where we hear from analysts first and foremost it's not really about you it's much more about you know headless just isn't that known yet in that place and it helps us understand okay if we now change some of our messaging to educate the market about headless that might actually be a better place to start and i think the smaller you are as a business the less room you sometimes have for mistakes at the same time sometimes you have more but mistakes can be a lot more costly and i think having that additional level of security that you can make a an insight-based decision on your strategy as opposed to having to go with your gut instinct or what you saw in some blog post is sometimes just better it gives more confidence gives more gives more expertise so that's something yeah. that i would say really I mean, disclosure, I have zero analyst relations background and thanks to Julius, I've learned a lot, but I would also summarize it as in, yes, as a startup, maybe creating DAF tool, toolings who are, who are out there, you do get product feedback, right? You get market feedback on what's the industry. What, it's, it's sometimes simple things like what's the market category that I'm in, right? And sometimes it's it's not really well defined, and you might you might find your first use case in some area. But if you if you start talking to to those business analysts, you might also find yourself in a situation where you you discover other use cases that your product can fulfill. So that's related one thing, and the other thing I want to highlight is, especially if you're building a developer first tooling for um, mid-market or enterprise, the enterprise side of things, you will get a lot, a tremendous um, resource on market and customer feedback through those business analysts. And I think that really helps, helped us yeah. and helps other startups out there to, to learn faster, therefore be able to integrate that in your product roadmap or in your product strategy overall. It's also a category creation type of topic sometimes. I mean, analysts can definitely also help in you understanding really, you know, I'm creating this new product that, you know, I haven't seen anyone else do yet. 
how should that be communicated with the market? How you know are those com are you having conversations with businesses where you see a need for for this new product that we're creating, and if you know that can be refined in order to really have have it honed down and as optimal as possible. I think there's a lot of value in that area of things. So for us, it's really helped make a lot of strategic decisions. But it also has to be, there has to be a, a willingness for that feedback. I think that's something that really a year ago when I, I was thinking about joining Storyblock in order to do this, I'd worked together with a couple of businesses in the analyst world. You noticed sometimes that they weren't always so willing to take on some of the advice or that sometimes, you know, they'd gone down a journey for the last six months and weren't willing to make a U-turn and correct that course. And I think that's also something, you know, credit to the people in our business. There, there's an acceptance and a willingness to be challenged on certain things and to justify why we want to do it that way and to correct if we're not on that correct course. It's definitely not only a marketing discipline in not most at relations. All. It's not has an impact on the product roadmap, on sales, on DevRel, and so on. Like, you just have to be that. open for that. That's really the big thing. And thank you so much, both of you, for coming on. It's been really fun. And where can people learn more about Thomas and about Julius and uh, Storyblock? You can learn more at storyblock.com if you're interested in about CMS or headless CMS. You can find me on Twitter at Tom Piham, or you can search my name on LinkedIn, Thomas Piham, and you'll find me there as well. Yeah, same here. I'm on LinkedIn uh, mainly, so Julius Hemingway. And as for Storyblock, I think we've got a really exciting website for people to, to dig into with so much information, not just about Storyblock, but, you know, some very, very interesting reports about the state of content management, some absolutely incredible content that our content team have also prepared so lots of interesting resources it's not just a place to learn about story block but about content management in general amazing thank you and thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you again next week <laughs>